The Washington Commanders have been applying some pressure, but they've also been under pressure. And that's the focal point of today's Week 2 Victory AAR. That and more coming up on this episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this Tuesday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first view of the day every day or your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider just by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And you can text me straight from your phone anytime you want to. And I can text you back uh, as soon as I can during press conferences, during games. We're, we're giving all kinds of information out there directly to you. You don't got to scroll. You don't got to search. It's all coming directly to your phone from me, your host, David Harrison, also on Twitter at dharrison82, credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers, who I greatly appreciate for all of you coming through on a continued basis, on a consistent basis, like you continue to do, supporting the program. Speaking of supporting the program, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. What make every moment more right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to rant about Ron Rivera as we dive into comments Coach Ron Rivera made following the game on Monday, the comments they made during his Monday press conference. We'll talk about what we want to see improved by the Washington Commanders ahead of week three against the Buffalo Bills, and then we'll start to turn the page uh, from week two towards week three, a crossover Thursday episode with me and uh, Locked On Bills host Joe Marino right around the corner. But first, every good after-action review has to start with the positives, and that's our post-game tradition here. Very next episode, following our initial reactions to the to the week that was, fortunately for us, a Washington Commanders win over the Denver Broncos. Now we're going to do our after-action review. We're going to talk about something we want to sustain, something we want to improve, and then we'll hear from uh, the, the commander-in-chief, I suppose, uh, himself, Ron Rivera. We're going to start with the good. We're going to start with the sustain, and the sustain that we want is the sacks that we are seeing from this Washington Commanders Defense, of course, total pressures, obviously we want to keep them up as well. But sacks is really where a defense makes their money, where they make their biggest impact on an opponent. And through two weeks of NFL action, the Washington Commanders are tied with the Dallas Cowboys, boo, for the lead league in sacks with 10 of those bad boys, seven of them coming against the Denver Broncos on Sunday, three of them coming against the Arizona Cardinals in week one. Washington is also top eight in sack yards so far, having set opposing offenses back 49 yards total through two games. That's a pace of 85 sacks this season, which would be an NFL record, which is why it's going to be really hard to maintain that pace. But we're going to love and we're going to enjoy seeing these guys try to keep up that pace uh, and see where they can get to. Anyway, they got to have they're going to have to average at least four and a half sacks per game for the year to threaten that regular season team record. Uh, so good. Three in the first game, seven in the second game. You know what I mean? Four and a half. You're not too far off uh, from getting those numbers. Only four teams right now in the National Football League are on that pace. The Washington Commanders and the Cowboys, obviously, being two of them as they are tied at the top of the league. The Arizona Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers are the two others that are currently doing that. The Arizona Cardinals uh, helped out a lot by that six sack performance, six sack performance they had against Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders in week one. We'll see if they can keep up that pace as well. The Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously, we already know they're a really good sack team. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys defense has been playing pretty well 
uh, as well to start the season. Washington's leading sack getter right now after two weeks, of course, is defensive end Montez Sweat, who is playing in a contract year, and he's got three sacks through two games, is on pace to get 25 and a half sacks, which again would set a new single season player record, surpassing the 22 and a half that Michael Strahan and TJ Watt both currently share. Again, very prolific pace that this team has set itself on here in the first two weeks. We'll have to see how it can do in week three, trying to continue that pace. 1.35 sacks per game is what Montez Sweat needs to break the record. So right now, Sweat is playing at about a quarter of a sack per game ahead of that pace, which, of course, you don't measure quarter sacks. So you're either going to get one, one and a half or more. And right now, Montez, one and a half sacks in the first two games of the year. But you take those two quarter sacks. Basically, he's got himself a half sack lead on that average so far. So even if he comes out with one sack against the Buffalo Bills, hope for more, obviously. But even if he comes out with one, still would be on pace to break uh, that record. Unfortunately, this is a, a heavy sack season, it would seem, for the NFL. Seven other pass rushers are on that pace as well or better, including Steelers uh, sack master TJ Watts, who is currently tied with Vikings pass rusher Daniel Hunter, uh, Hunter with four sacks apiece. So beyond that, you figure there are at minimum two dedicated pass rushers per team, right? Usually outside linebackers, defensive ends, whatever. So 64 starting pass rushers in the NFL. Washington has three defenders themselves in the top 34 in the NFL sack numbers right now. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, who is currently tied for 22nd in the NFL with one and a half sacks after just one game, and linebacker Jamin Davis uh, with, uh, with one sack. So that ties him for 34th with a whole lot of other dudes in the NFL. Now, the Commanders are one of just seven teams right now in the NFL that have two or more players ranked in the top 22 in sacks through two weeks with at least one of them ranked higher than 22nd. Does that make sense? So I think like the Buffalo Bills have like three guys that are tied for 22nd overall, but the Commanders have a guy, Chase Young, ranked 22nd overall, but they also have a guy, Montez Sweat, ranked higher. And again, only six other teams can say the same thing. They got a guy at least ranked two or two players at least ranked in the top 22 with one of them being higher than 22. Okay. Perhaps the best part of Washington's sack production is that it's coming on third down more than any other down of the team's 10 sacks. Four of them have come, have come so far on third downs. Uh, Sweat, Young, and Abdullah Anderson have gotten those four sacks combined. Four of the sacks are also coming on first down. Casey Tuhill, Deron Payne, James Smith-Williams, and Montez Sweat contributing there. Two of their sacks coming on second downs. Those came from John Allen and Jamin Davis. So four on third down, four on first down. The two most important downs on a drive, first and third, are where the commanders are getting their best pass rushing efforts this season, and that needs to keep going. That's why that is our sustain for this week's post-victory AAR following the week two win over the Denver Broncos, especially we're especially we got to see that keep going against a quarterback like Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills because he's coming in next weekend looking for a win himself. But what needs to get better? So we know we need to see the pressure from the commander's defense sustain, continue on. What needs to get better? We're staying in the trenches for that answer. And that is coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by Jace Medical. And it's brought to you by the fact that you should never be caught unprepared. And Jace Medical is here to help you make sure you have five life-saving antibiotics on hand for emergency use if ever you should need them. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians. It's doctor-created. It's doctor-recommended. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during an unexpected situation natural disasters, travel, pandemics. 
There's a lot of other uncontrollable environments you may find yourself in. One Jace case user found himself in a situation where he needed his doctor. His doctor was unavailable. And Frank said, quote, easy as one, two, three, just in time. I received our package the same day I got a sinus infection. My doctor was out of town. No appointments for days. Thank goodness it arrived. End quote. With storms, shortages, pandemics, even more, the Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication you need in an emergency. Jace case, make sure, Jace Medical rather, make sure you have the medication in hand. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Today's episode of Locked On Commander is also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers, you bet $5 and you will get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I recently took advantage of that offer myself uh, and uh, very happy because I won the matchup and I also got $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket. So when I'm flying around uh, covering Commanders games before, after, whatever, I can catch up on what's going on around the NFL. The Washington Commanders are currently six and a half point underdogs at home against the Buffalo Bills next weekend. So if you think that they're going to cover that or do better than that, uh, by all means, go ahead and place your wager. I would probably recommend waiting until after crossover Thursday. Let's hear what Joe Marino has to say about the matter. But now is the best time to join FanDuel. Regardless, the app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season with an offer that you're not going to want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for being a Locked On Commanders, your first listen of the day, every day and every day. Thanks again for coming through like you do tomorrow. Every day, we have got another mailbag episode. It's going to be dropping on a, a Wednesday. I think that's probably going to be our new battle rhythm. Trying to get this whole season uh, battle rhythm under uh, under control. But I think Wednesday is now going to be our, our mailbag. So I apologize for the shift. Usually it's been Tuesdays, but I think we're going to start doing it on Wednesdays because of everything we got going on. So if you've got questions, drop them in the, uh, lock, the YouTube comment section. Hit me on Twitter or text them directly to me by becoming a Lock Insider. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to do that. Lock Insiders, you already know your questions do get priority. So if you want to do that, by all means, jump on in and hit me up. We talked about Washington sack production, how it needs to be sustained heading into next weekend against the Buffalo Bills. But we need to address something that I think did improve a little bit, just not for a whole game. Uh, and that is the amount of sacks given up by the Washington Commanders. Got a really interesting stat trend at the end of this conversation, so please stick around for that. As good as Washington has been, however, at getting to opposing quarterbacks, it's been nearly as bad at giving up sacks to its own quarterback. And I say nearly because while the Commanders lead the league in sacks, they're only giving up the second most sacks to Sam Howell, right? So it's nearly as bad, not quite as bad. The Houston Texans are actually leading the league in their quarterback being sacked. C.J. Stroud has been sacked 11 times. Sam Howell has been sacked 10 times to go with the 10 times that Washington has sacked their opponent. Within those 10 sacks, the commanders have lost 79 yards, so nearly a full football field's length in just two weeks of time, and the second most in the league thus far. That is the second most yardage lost by sacks so far. They've allowed sacks on 12.5% of their dropbacks, third most in the National Football League, with only the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears coming in higher. And I don't think that is company that we want this team to be in this season. All of this means that the number one team in the league at getting after the quarterback has a zero sack differential. That ranks 15th, right? Smack dab in the middle of the NFL. So after you 
factor in what the number one sack defense in the NFL is doing so far, along with what this offense is doing and protecting its own quarterback. You're dead set in the middle, which is not where you want to be if you're the Washington Commanders, as long as you can handle it. But this isn't a deficit thing, right? Something that can be explained away by saying, well, they're playing from behind, so the opponents know that they got to pass the ball and the pass rush gets better and all that stuff. In fact, only four of the 10 sacks so far on Sam Howell have come when Washington was trailing. And of those four, only one came with a seven-point or more deficit this season. So this is not about being behind on the scoreboard. It's about something different. So what is it? Well, it's a combination of poor blocking at times and Sam Howell holding on to the ball at times. Now, according to PFF, Howell has created three of the 10 sacks on his on himself. So that's only 30%. That's not a huge chunk of it uh, when you're talking about one single player. But that's tied for third most so far in the National Football League among quarterbacks creating sacks for themselves. Of course, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills is also tied with the exact same number of sacks uh, created for himself. So that could play into the commander's hands this coming Sunday. Outside of those three sacks, so the other seven, 24% of those sacks are on left tackle Charles Leno Jr., 20% are on center Nick Gates, and uh, the other 20%, and another 20%, rather, on right tackle Andrew Wiley. Again, that's according to PFF. Uh, that's right around one and a half sacks each uh, by each guy, leaving two and a half more sacks spread across, across the two guards and the tight ends. In week two alone, however, Howell was blamed for two of the four sacks that he took, and Charles Leno was responsible for 62% of the other two sacks that he took. So not just Charles Leno, but Charles Leno is certainly taking a lion's share of the blame for PFF for half of the sacks that Sam Howell uh, took in week two against the Denver Broncos. So that absolutely has to get better next week before the Buffalo Bills come in. And it already actually might be getting better. So this is where that interesting stat trend uh, kind of comes in because Howell was sacked just once in the second half against the Denver Broncos. So right then and there, you kind of say, okay, maybe it did get better already in Denver. And that's what helped them come back. And that's, so that means bear with me here. That means three sacks came in the first half of week two. That's down from four times in the first half of week one, but a little higher than the two times in the second half of week one. So if we chart this by halves of football, first half, second half, week one, week two, we got four sacks in the first half, two sacks in the second half, week one. Then we got three sacks in the first half, week two, and one in the second half, which means we're descending in sacks by a rate of one per half per game, right? First halves of week one and week two, we go from four sacks in the first week, three sacks in the second week. Second halves of week one, week two, we got two sacks in the, in the first week, one sack in the second week. So we're literally descending by one sack per game per half. And Sam Howell, so that basically means that Sam Howell is likely going to get sacked twice in the first half against the Buffalo Bills if this trend continues, and he won't get sacked at all in the second half. We would like to see that. Certainly. Although if that trend continues to week four, I'm not really sure what it's going to mean because that would mean then the second half against the Eagles, Sam Howell would somehow have to go negative one in the sack category uh, in the second half of week four. So maybe Jack Del Rio lines Sam up as a blitzing DB and how it gets to uh, Jalen Hurts. I don't know how that's going to happen, but the good news is this sack situation is trending in the right direction. Granted, you know, I think that the Arizona Cardinals, obviously the first defense this team faces the number Broncos, a better one than that one. I think the Buffalo Bills, you're now facing another better defense than the one you just faced. And then, oh, by the way, the Philadelphia Eagles after that, another better defense than any that you've already faced. But then you get the Chicago Bears. So far, we'll see what it looks like after week three. Not as good as any, or not as any, but as at least a couple of the defenses that Washington will have faced uh, by that time. So 
trending in the right direction, but certainly we need to see protecting the quarterback getting better, whether that's the offensive line, whether it's Sam himself, that protection has got to get better moving forward, especially against Buffalo, because that is going to be a hard, hard game to win as underdogs. If I ask Ron Rivera about Sam Howell blitzing as a DB, that might be the last question I ever get to ask him. Fortunately, he was asked some other questions, and we have some other answers that Coach did answer Sunday night and Monday afternoon. Our newest segment that we're going to talk about called Ranting About Ron. That's next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Daily Fantasy Sports DFS. The Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling other players, thousands of pros, thousands of sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and just watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. This week on Prize Picks, I'm actually going to do a Thursday night football triple play. I'm calling it a triple play. That's not a Prize Picks thing. I'm just doing it myself. But I'm taking 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy to go for more than 222.5 passing yards. Giants tight end Darren Waller for more than 50.5 yards receiving and 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey for more than 112.5 yards offense, rushing and receiving combined. So Brock Purdy, more than 222.5 yards passing. Darren Waller, more than 50.5 yards receiving. Christian McCaffrey, more than 112.5 total offensive yards on Thursday night in what is likely to be a very big win for the San Francisco 49ers. But I'm also keeping an eye on Price Picks' weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Every Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to make them even more valuable. And Price Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, it's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Introducing a new segment here on Locked On Commanders for our Monday AAR episodes called Ranting About Ron. We're going to take some quotes. Uh, when I have more time in my schedule, I plan on doing this in video format as well. We're going to dive deeper into those quotes. So in the future, hopefully I can get time to download some video of Ron Rivera, upload it into a frame, put it up here on the screen for you guys on YouTube and in audio for you guys listening to audio so that we can hear from Ron himself. But for today, because I do have a little bit of a jam-packed schedule, you're going to have to hear me do my best Ron Rivera impression. I'm not actually going to do an impression. I'm just going to read quotes. First quote we're ranting about here. Rivera said on Monday that Howell's two touchdown passes on Sunday against the Denver Broncos are a sign of his growth and his mindset as the team's new starting quarterback. Saying, quote, I think it's both. A guy's mindset that he can go ahead and he can make those plays and then his ability to anticipate to see where the defender is Rivera said he obviously saw that Terry was in a position to run by these guys. And if he laid it out, Terry would go get it. And that's exactly what I thought happened. As far as Logan Thomas was concerned, the one that I saw was a separation between the two defenders. And so the ball was thrown in front to lead him just in the position to catch it. End quote. Anticipation, I think, might be the hardest thing for a young quarterback to adjust to in the NFL. Because in college, for the most part, you can get away with waiting to see that a guy is open. You know what I mean? You drop back, you see a guy come open, you throw it to him, boom, you got a big play. In the NFL, if you do it that way, you get interceptions, right? You can't really do it that way all the time. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some times where you can't get away with it, right? But for the most part, you need a quarterback to throw with anticipation. On the throw over the middle, 
uh, in the back in the in the end zone to Logan Thomas. It's fourth and goal, and and I think that Sam Howell showed a high level of situational maturity that allowed him to throw the ball between two Broncos defender over a third Broncos defender, allowing his veteran tight end to bring in a critical score late in the first half. And outside of a dirty, dirty hit that should lead to a suspension, uh, Logan Thomas and Sam Howell, that play was executed perfectly. And, you know, you can't help uh, if you're the commanders, a dirty Broncos player deciding to do something dirty. But, I mean, we go back and look at that play. Literally, Sam Howell, there is a triangle of Broncos defenders. There is one spot you can put that ball to give your tight end an opportunity to make the play. That is exactly where he put the ball on fourth and goal, trailing on the road. I mean, he's a, this is a young dude. This is a guy who just turned 23 years old to have the mental acuity to be able to execute that play in that moment, in that situation, uh, shows a lot of that development. And again, a lot of that mentality that Ron Rivera is talking about there. Later in the third quarter, how del- delivered a perfectly placed deep ball to McLaurin that allowed the star receiver to go up and grab the pass, despite the presence of two Denver defenders running right with him down the field. So two great passes there that Ron Rivera is talking about. Second quote for the segment about Chase Young's one and a half sack debut. And if it remind him, reminded him of Chase Young's rookie season, Rivera said, quote, he did remind me of a lot of things from his rookie year. First of all, he was so excited to get back out on the field. We had to really kind of try to tempt him the best, but we could. A couple of times he popped out there uh, when it wasn't his time to rotate in, but we tried to maintain that with him as good as we can. Secondly, I thought he did show his explosiveness. There were some times where you saw him just flat out win on his own, and the Denver Broncos quarterback, uh, Russell Wilson, just barely got the ball out on time. And then you saw his persistence in terms of countering, coming back underneath, and then getting his first sack. That was good to see. End quote. Countering. That is something that we have been wanting to see from Chase Young since he came out of Ohio State. A second move. And we saw that on Sunday. We've been seeing it in training camp. We've been seeing it in practice. I've been telling you guys. We've been seeing it. I wanted to see it in the regular season game. We saw it week two against the Denver Broncos. Chase Young's pass rush grade for week two, according to PFF, 84.6. That is the eighth best pass rushing grade coming out of the weekend. He accounted for seven total pressures on Sunday, second most in the NFL, while having only the 18th most pass rush snaps because he was on that pitch count, right? Young also got four hurries in the game, as Rivera mentioned, which was top five in the league for week two, and he won on 26.7% of his pass rush attempts. That is a wicked high percentage of pass rush wins. That pass rush win percentage is the highest on the commander's roster right now among anybody with two or more pass rush snaps. Players last year who had pass rush rate, pass rush win rates above 20%, just some other guys you might have heard of, Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett, a couple of Ohio State alum who share the last name Bosa, all in that category. So that is how good Chase Young was in week two. Final quote of this segment, on his 100th regular season win, head coach Ron Rivera said, quote, it was really cool. It really is. I'm very fortunate to have so many great players and coaches that have helped me get to where I am today. This is something that's really nice or really about a team effort. I've just been very fortunate to have a lot of people help me get to where I am. End quote. And yes, coach, it was really cool. 100 regular season wins. That is a lot of regular season wins and a lot of football that Coach Rivera has coached. So congratulations to him uh, from Locked On Commanders. I know Commanders fans, I know y'all don't love Ron Rivera all the time, but I hope you can enjoy this milestone with him uh, as he enjoys uh, the milestone with you. Coming up tomorrow, I'm going to enjoy being back out of practice, coming back to you, talking to you about practice. My insiders, joinsubtext.com. I'll enjoy texting you about practice and during injury reports and press conferences officially and more, including our mailbag episode now on Wednesdays because Monday's game reaction, Tuesday's AAR, Wednesday mailbag, crossover Thursday, final look Friday, 
I mean, boom, that's our five-day schedule. We got some bonus episodes we'll get in as we can. In the meantime, if you got questions or comments, just throw them into the YouTube comments on Twitter or text them directly to me by becoming a Lock Insider at jointsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day, every day. Thank you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 